audio-only version of American RVer. To see the video podcast, go to AmericanRVer.com and click on the video link for the show on the homepage. Welcome to another American RVer. In this show, we speak with John Little about disc golf. His company, T2 Basket Design, builds disc golf courses around the country. If you like Frisbee, you'll love disc golf. Next, Peggy takes you to the RV kitchen to make one of her special desserts, lemon cookies. Thanks for joining us on this edition of American RVer. Welcome to this edition of American RVer. I'm Peggy Gritch. I am in beautiful northwest Arkansas, just between Fort Smith and Texarkana in a little town called Mina. And I'm here with John Little, who is a disc golf designer. Now, if you don't know what disc golf is, we're going to talk about that. But it started, apparently, John, back in 1976 in California. That's correct. Disc yeah. golf started in 1976, throwing a Frisbee at a tree. Well, and now, we all know about throwing Frisbees. We all know about golfing. So how did that come together? Well, basically, it's a not, not a lot disliked from golf. Uh, it's you, you start with a driver disc, and you finish at a basket throwing a putter disc, and it's typically like golf, except you're not starting hitting a golf ball. You're just well, using a disc. So I heard a driver disc and a putter disc. So apparently, we've got a bunch of discs here. Oh, we have a lot so of discs. So depending on what you want to do and what angle or curvature, you're going to use a different disc. That's correct. You start with a driver, and then you throw somewhere down the course, and you may end up with a mid-range. And a mid-range is just a, a disc that doesn't go as far. It has different characteristics for if you want to go left, or if you want to uh -huh. go right, or if you want to go straight. Are you set up on, like, a golf course? It's a... I'm picturing fairways and sand traps and stuff like that. Is no it sand that traps. Kind of thing? It could be sand traps. Uh, they're, yeah, they're, if I was throwing it, it might be a sand trap. They're more interesting traps than sand in disc golf because they're generally built in an area that is for cities and government and other places that are built in underutilized areas. Uh, so that's a, a big benefit to a city or a municipality wanting additional recreational facilities, but they just don't have the normal space that you would have in a regular park. So we can design and build a disc golf course in areas that aren't used for anything else. And then there's very low maintenance, and you don't have to have the upkeep that you would have in a normal park situation. Well, if you're throwing a Frisbee, you know, I think throwing a Frisbee, the dog's going to catch it, but you're actually throwing it at something that's going to catch it. Right. We have a basket set up on a pole. Uh, it's a standardized uh, basket and it's about three and a half feet to the center of the basket target okay. and it has chains. So right. when you throw the disc and you hit the chains, it falls into the basket underneath. Oh. If it hits the chains and bounces off onto the ground, you have to pick it up and throw it again and that's another throw which is similar to golf, another stroke. And that's it costs, what I was going to say, it's scored similar to golf then. That's correct. You have a right. par, you want to start at the tee base, you want to end up at the basket, and the least amount of throws is what you're trying okay. to accomplish. I mean, are we talking like a nine-hole golf course, 18? In golf, you have either a nine-hole or an 18-hole golf course. Right. In disc golf, you can have from three to 33. Or 53. Oh, you're not limited by You're not limited. Size. You're only limited by the acreage you have to work with. Uh-huh. 
Now, is this really competitive? Are there a lot of people out there who do tournaments and you've got, you know, competition? Yes, we do. We have um, competition that's worldwide. Uh, the Professional Disc Golf Association is the governing body for, uh, for sports all around the world. You have professional players. And if you ever get a chance to go out and see a professional event, I highly recommend it. Do they have them all around the country? They're all around the country. They're all around the world. And there's pros that, that tour just like any other professional sport. Is that right? And, okay. and to watch them throw these things, it's amazing how far they go. Okay, so now how about for an average person like me? I'm not a big Frisbee player. Would this be a good sport for me? Or, Absolutely. You know? from, from 8 to 80 is what we say. Uh, because you're basically out walking a course. You throw a disc, you don't have to throw it far, uh, and you just pick it up and you throw it again. And if it takes you 10 times to get to the basket that's a par three, well, you just don't have quite a good score as some of the guys okay. that really can throw them down the field. And maybe if you're just out having fun, you just don't keep score. You don't. Uh, just, <laughs> and you don't have to have a bag full of discs. Oh, okay. That was uh, a lot of the games that are played in disc golf, you choose your favorite disc that you want to use, and that's the only one you use and you play all 18 holes or all 33 holes or whatever the case may be, and whoever comes up with the best score using one disc. Oh, really? That's correct. Okay. Yeah, because I was wondering if it would be an expensive hobby. It's not expensive. Uh, one disc can cost you as little as eight bucks in a resale shop for a used one, or you can pay 25 for a brand new one. That's about hmm. the higher end that you would pay for a disc. So they're different than a Frisbee because they've got extra weighting along the edges and then it's very thin in the middle. So they're very like different and, and each one is different. Uh, you're holding a driver disc. Mm -hmm. In fact, this used to be the longest thrown disc in the world this uh, brand until you just recently. Oh, really? On that particular disc itself called the Valkyrie. Okay. It was thrown over 800 feet. Holy mackerel, I and can't imagine just, doing uh, that. just two years ago in 2014, late 2014, it was broken by a guy out of Germany, and the new record is 863 and a half feet. Wow. Which is a long way to throw a disc. Yeah, don't expect me to do that, John. But the average I player... I think I can get it from here to there, maybe. Well, the average <laughs> player is throwing 200 to 300 feet, uh, if you're a good player and you play all the time, uh, and you're not a pro. Uh, okay. you, you may be a pro-am player that's throwing 300 to 400. So if you're designing a course, is that what your range is going to be around 300 feet right. from uh, tee to basket? Unless you're building a professional course to host professional tournaments, mm -hmm. uh, and that's not always the exception, uh, you're building typically a course for family fun. Okay. So, and that's where RVers come in. Uh, right. As an RVer, we travel and we try to go to all these courses around the country that we can play. And some are going to be very simple courses, and some are going to be more advanced courses. Is there a directory out there of where all the courses are? Yes, there is. It's called the PDGA app that you can get for your iPhone. Oh, terrific. And you can also go to pdga.com on the computer and look up. But uh, the best right. thing is just load the app onto your phone, and when you get to a particular place and you're looking for something to do, like play, go play golf, then just pull up the app, and it'll tell you the nearest courses. And there's usually going to be one within 50 miles, if not, 50 feet of where you are. Do you think you'll see RV parks adding diff, disc golf courses to we, some of their parks? Of course. We uh, built a, a, a new course in uh, upstate New York two years ago. Oh. And uh, if, if the campground has enough room, 
to where you, you're not interfering with other sports, mm -hmm. then uh, we're all apt to putting them in campgrounds. And right. it's, it's becoming a thing that, one, it can be more money for the campground owner because he can sell the disc or he can rent the disc. Okay. Uh, a lot of times you go to the campground and you don't realize they have a disc golf course there. You may be a disc golf course player, but now my discs are at home. Right. Because you're there camping for the weekend. Well, if right. he's got a rental bag set up, it's usually five dollars a day to go rent the bag of discs, and you play all day. Oh, so, terrific! So it's, yeah. a, it's a good sport. Now, do you need to have water hazards or tree hazards to make it an interesting game? Tree hazards are what they are. <laughs> uh, you have a fairway, and you have to have a, an interesting fairway. And what makes them very interesting is, of course, the trees. Uh, we may have a wide open area to play through, but we're going to put the basket in the trees where it's protected. Oh. And, and sometimes you'll be throwing out of the trees into an open area, but you still got to get beyond the trees. Right. And there's also, of course, water hazards. Uh, now, all discs, unfortunately, do not float. Oh, really? So if you have a special disc, and mine is at the bottom of a lake in Mississippi, <laughs> my favorite <laughs> disc, because it did not float. And uh, unfortunately, it went in the lake. But we do have floater discs. They don't look okay. any different than any other no. discs, except the plastic is, is different, and it makes up for uh, being so able to float or not. It. Just uh, don't throw this in North or South Carolina where they have alligators on that course. You don't want to go in after your disc. No, don't go in after the, after the <laughs> disc. You wait till it floats across. <laughs> well, yeah, right. Be blowing for a fishing pole or something. But it's a great yeah. sport for uh, RVers because as I say, you don't have to have a bag full of discs. Mm -hmm. You can have one or you can have the basic three, and that's what we start people with. You have a driver, a mid-range, and a putter. And with those three discs, you can play anywhere in the world and do anything you want. Yeah. Well, how did you, uh, I don't want to ask how you got into business, because obviously you are a disc golf player, so that kind of led to that. Um, if someone was interested in learning more about disc golf or if they were interested in putting a park in somewhere near where they're at, how would they get a hold of you? They can go to a uh, number of different places on the web to find designers. We hope you're going to find us there. Yeah. You go to T2Basket Design or you can email me at T2BasketDesign at gmail.com and I'll happy to, be happy to okay. respond to you. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, but I think you need a lot of practice, as with any other sport, whether it's pickleball or golf or basketball or football, any of those, you still have to practice to be good at it. Absolutely. Uh, and the main thing is go have fun. Right. And Forget the out. score. Just go have fun. Yeah. Uh, and typically what you don't understand is when you walk a nine-hole or 18-hole disc golf course, you're going to be walking over a mile. Yeah. And you don't realize how quick the mile goes away because your concentration is on playing the right. game. Good. And you're also getting that exercise of bending down and picking up your disc and throwing right. it again. And, and you don't have to try to show off and throw hard. You just get out there and throw the disc down the course. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks for joining me today, John. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And we'll be back with more of American RV in just a moment. We'll return with Peggy in the RV kitchen cooking up lemon cookies. Want to replace your halogen or fluorescent lights with cool, energy-efficient LEDs? Then check out www.ledrvlighting.com. They specialize in interior LED RV lighting. With low prices, a good selection, and fast delivery, you can't beat them. 
You can even get LED tubes that directly replace your fluorescent lights, quick and easy. Go to www.ledrvlighting.com, your best source for RV LED lights. We're in the RV kitchen today, and I was in the mood for making something nice and light, but also something easy. Uh, you may have a holiday coming up, or you may be going to a potluck at your RV park, or you just may be going to visit some friends and you wanted to bring something with you. This is a very delicious dessert made with just four ingredients. We have a lemon cake, which is gonna provide all of your leavening, your flour, your sugar. We are going to use one egg. We are going to use one container of Cool Whip. Use whatever kind or brands you want to, whether it's light or original, that's up to you. And finally, powdered sugar. So a four ingredient lemon cookie, and they are yummy. So all we're gonna do is uh, take, my, take the lemon cake mix, and we will put that in the bowl. Again, this is the easiest lemon cookies you'll ever make. So if you are a lemon lover, if someone in your family, like my nephew James loves lemon, this is perfect for them. The next thing I'm gonna do is just add the egg. One egg is all you need. Or if you didn't wanna use the egg yolk, you could use two egg whites and that would do the same thing. We're gonna mix that in along with one container of Cool Whip. Now some directions you'll find will say, oh, just use two cups. But you know what? An eight ounce container of Cool Whip, it's nice and creamy. This is gonna provide the fat that you need to make a great moist cookie. So all we're gonna do is mix everything together and then we're gonna roll it in the powdered sugar and bake it. So let me get this mixing. And uh, you may say, oh, I wanna use an electric mixer. No, don't do that because it's gonna be too powdery and it's gonna go all over the place. This will end up being a very thick batter. That's what you want. It's not a cake, it's gonna be a cookie. So you want something that's gonna be very thick that you're gonna be able to manage. As you can see, as I mentioned, it is a very thick batter. We're gonna just give it a few more little stirs. Um, that egg provides a binding agent. You need to have something that binds everything together. And of course your um, Cool Whip is going to give it that fat that it needs. And as I mentioned, the lemon cake gives you everything else that you need. You don't need to overmix this. Just make sure you've got a nice thick um, batter. And what we're gonna do now is we're gonna just use a spoon. Might need to use two spoons, but we're gonna make little balls. And so basically just take your teaspoon, grab a little bit of the cake batter, and we're gonna just drop it right into the powdered sugar. And we're gonna just roll that around in the powdered sugar. At that point, you can actually handle it. Put that on our baking sheet. And all we're gonna do is now uh, preheat your oven to 350 degrees, and we are going to bake that for about 10 minutes at 350 degrees. Let me do a couple more of these. I left my spoon in my powdered sugar, so <laughs> therefore I had to use my fingers. You can make these um, any size you want, but I wouldn't go too big. Um, the thing is you want to have them nice and, and chewy. So you don't want them to be um, too big so they don't get set, but you don't want them too small that they get hard and crunchy. You want these to be a nice chewy lemon cookie. So let me finish putting these in the pan and in the oven at 350 degrees for about 10 minutes.
Okay, I've just put one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight cookies on one one pan. You don't want to get them too close together. You don't want them to touch because you want a nice round ball. And these will flatten out. That'll be really nice. So you've preheated your oven to 350 degrees. It's really important in baking that you preheat your oven. You don't want to have to let that oven warm up while you're cooking because your baked products are just not going to be as good. You need that intense heat or the heat level that is required for your um, recipe right off the bat. So what we're going to do, since this is a microwave convection oven, I'm going to put my small or my short rack in and I'm just going to put the cookies on top of that and then I am ready to bake it. So convection, 350, 10 minutes and actually I am going to take a look at this at about eight minutes because it is a convection oven it bakes a little bit faster so I just want to make sure that I'm not overcooking those cookies. Alright let me just check that and we will be right back. Well I checked the cookies at eight minutes and they were not quite done I just touched them on the top and they still depressed so I left them for the full ten minutes but they are done now and look how great they look. That powdered sugar just gives you that great crinkly topping on it. Um, and they're still really soft. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to take my spatula. I want to get them cool. They uh, might stick a little bit. Ooh, I lost one. Stick a little bit to the pan, but not to worry. Again, we just want to get those cooled down. If you wanted to, you could let them sit on the pan for probably, you know, 30 seconds to a minute. That'll give them... A little bit of time to settle in and you know maybe come off a little bit easier but that's how easy these cookies are and if you just are in a pinch for something it's not very expensive what your cake mix is a dollar or so cool whip a dollar or so an egg you know it's negligible when you buy a whole dozen of eggs so it's a very inexpensive but oh I lost one a very delicious cookie these cookies, you know, you don't want them to be very dark on the bottom. You want it to be a nice, even uh, color all the way around. When you break that apart, look at how great that is. They're really soft and moist and delicious and very lemony. Now, if you wanted to add even more lemon, you could add maybe a tablespoon or two of lemon juice. Or if you wanted to grate some lemon rind into that, that would make it even better. But again, these are a great, easy, and delicious cookie for your next gathering.